Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Live again in Bollies, live 98.3, Rock or Soch, boy Big D. Undugu Juan Luis, Undugu Von Luca, we in the building. Doing the real B.I.G., Then guy grande outro banda. Me gostou e me take over the show que eu não gostava. Me está em upgrade mesmo. Você está vacilando bom. Bom, tu nem tem headphone, eu não tenho aqui. Tu nem tem headphone, tu nem tem on, né? Eu vou passar me talk over. I talk over, something happened to it. So, eu vou passar. Scoop na linha. So, let's do it. Scoop, what's good in the hood? Hello? I put it. Hello? What's going on, guys? What's going on, dog? We're trying to do the same thing. We ain't even going to lie. So, <laughs> so what a year it has been in the NBA, buddy. Stevie uh, Wonder could see that. I know, right? And we're only like a month in. A month and a half? So we're only like a month and a half in. So, Scoop, I got with me, I got Ish, and I got Vaughn. You know, we're doing the show together. We're all That's NBA right. heads. Yes. We got a list of questions for you. My man brought his paper right here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We came prepared, bro. Uh-oh. Straight up. So what a year it has been, right? It has been. It has been. We started out the year um, discussing where Kevin Durant was going. <laughs> He's into the year talking about Anthony Davis and whether he's be a Laker or a Celtic. And in between that, we were talking about Markel Fultz. And now we're at the All-Star break. I'd say it's been a pretty, 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 pretty September to uh, February. What do you think? Yo, it's been, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, it's been a good season so far. I mean, I've been a little disappointed in the Lakers and LeBron. And, you know, um, he looks stiff. And also the injury killed him a little bit. Um, the Butler trade to the Sixers, I thought it would be very good. But it turns out it's not really working out. So I thought that was kind of weird. But I don't know what's wrong with Butler then, you know. Mm. And yeah. and this whole trade sensation the last few weeks, you know, <laughs> that the trade deadline was never a sensation to me, <laughs> like it was this year. Yeah, you know? Anthony Davis. Well, I think that the Anthony Davis thing is interesting yes. because. 
because um, you are seeing a change of the guard. LeBron James, in my opinion, uh, really, uh, in the end, for the NBA at least, started the process or at least influenced guards and in how they take control of their own free agency. Um, and what I think is interesting about it is um, this is the first time you've seen, you know, his his agent, uh, Rich Paul, and his uh, clutch agency kind of um, buck the system in season. You saw it in the off season in 2010 with the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. And now you saw it in season. And uh, it basically, Anthony Davis, or at least his representation, uh, trying to force their hand. Yeah. And um, for now, at least at the trade deadline, they weren't successful. But... You know, he let his intention be known that the Lakers are a team that he'd like to play for. And, and, you know, putting other teams on notice that if they are to get him in a trade, he'd be a rental. So you'll see teams kind of uh, be hesitant uh, to do it. But I think as, you know, the Lakers and the Celtics are the two teams that um, have the assets to make it happen. More and more, you're going to see other teams kind of step up. I think the Los Angeles Clippers is a team that's interesting, uh, particularly because they traded Tobias Harris. They're looking to make room on a roster. Uh, and if it's not for Anthony Davis, it's for Kevin Durant. If it's not for Kevin Durant, it's for you know Ka- Kawhi Leonard and, and and also Jimmy Butler. So it's going to be an interesting off season, and I feel like the, the the trade deadline is preparing and setting the table for both the draft uh, when teams can start making trades again, as well as for uh, July first when when free agency begins. Now you said mention Kevin Durant. Why in the world would Kevin Durant want to go to the Knicks? <laughs> like, why is there such a hype? And why is that? Where did he get this from? I don't, I don't understand why he would want to do that even, and why it's talked about so much. Because I'm like, why would he leave that? If even if they do a three-peat right now, you know, like. Well, if if your motivation is pure money, I mean, they have they have room for two supermax contracts over in New York. So, why not get that money? They have room for two Supermax contracts. Um, but you also have to sometimes take what you think players want to do and what experts say they think that players want to do. I agree with that. But what I'm coming from is, like, Durant went to the Golden State via free agency, right? He was not from there. He was not their boy. Well, every time I feel you get a player from trade or set free agency, they come with an agenda. They come with a plan. They don't come here to win championships for that team because it's not, Deep down the roots, not their team. They come there with a plan. So he won the two championships. He's got his finals MVP. Now there's nothing there left for him to do. He's not one of them. His true colors are showing, showing right now that he's not like uh, one of the the most humble or nice guys we we saw or knew in OKC. Oh, so yeah. why not decide, okay, my plan was to get that ring early on, get my finals MVP. Now I'm going to try and make a bigger legacy in a team that has that's in the gutter. Well, you said a lot. I, <laughs> that's the, the thing that stood out to me uh, in, in your uh, in your dialogue is nice guy. Um, and I will say, <laughs> we don't know these guys. We go by what's said on camera. We go by what people write. We go by what's said on TV, right? Correct. Now, what th- one thing I will say about Kevin Durant, I've gotten to know Kevin Durant uh, in, in, in sitting at, with him at different events, having conversations. He's always been nice to me. Um, the experiences that one person has may be different than the other. And what I'll say is, I think a lot of times your experience pushes you based upon how people treat you, what people say, what you don't say. People will get mad when you say the word no. Correct. You, you know it in our own lives. 
I know that Kevin Durant loves basketball. I, I, I'll tell you a story, a quick story. I was on the phone with a buddy of mine um, right before, maybe two hours before you called me. I was writing a couple stories. And they told me about how when they were being recruited by the University of Texas, um, Kevin Durant was in town. And he stopped by University of Texas. And um, basically, there were girls all around, like, you know, trying to holler at him, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. The person who told me this story said, yo, you'd be surprised. When girls were trying to holler at him, he was pointing to other people. Yo, holler at my man over here. Holler at my man over there. And he said, he said, Brandon, KD had shorts on, and he was he looked like he was ready to leave where everybody was because he wanted all that attention, and he was ready to go in the gym then and there. He loves basketball. I think certain guys, they love basketball. They don't want to talk about that other stuff. I think Tim Duncan is like that, except KD is more animated, and he's a, and he's a guard or, or a swingman. Guards and swingmans are the wide receivers of the NBA. Okay. And so I, I think a lot of times with Kevin Durant, I do believe that he's a guy he can win. Here's Tom <laughs> the Bricks with the with the off season. Um, what's your MVP right now? Yeah, let's go there. What's your MVP right now? Right now. Say that again. What's your MVP right now? Um, right now, James Harden would be the MVP, but I, I want. I excuse me. I want James 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 Harden. Okay. Okay, I saw him play the other day. He's good. <laughs> oh, what about Paul George? Why is he not in yeah. MVP? Why not? Talks, you know. Why is he not? I think in the main, there's the difference between the mainstream and what the streets know. And what I say was, or what I will say is, um, that when you look at uh, Paul George, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, they put they both play in smaller markets. Correct. And I think that when you look at smaller markets, sometimes people get amnesia. Like if you look at, I had Chris Sharon, an NBA insider on the scoop, my podcast, the Scoopy Radio podcast uh, in November. And Chris Sharon said, when you look at somebody like Nikola Jokic early in the season, he was playing very well. Yes. And he said that if Nikola Jokic keeps playing well, um, they're going to force they're going to be forced to pay attention to him. Now, you don't really hear much about him. He must play in Denver. <laughs> right, he's in Denver. But Denver's one of the biggest smaller market, you know, franchises in the NBA. And they're number two right now, right? Yeah. Seth? They're number two in the rest also, right? Yes. Behind Golden State. Golden State mm. searched, and now people are paying attention to the Warriors. Correct. So, I think it's one of those things where... Um, Paul George plays next to Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook gets a ton of attention. And so he gets that attention. You think of Paul George as an afterthought. You think of him as a sidekick rather than his own man. Okay. Okay. Maybe now you can you can agree or disagree with what I'm going to say right now. I'm not including you right now. In, I'm just saying the difference I saw in like the NFL media and the NBA media, the NFL media doesn't like that fluff score, that gimmicky stuff. You know, they... They don't care about the quarterback that throws for like a million passing yards. Like Matt Stafford throws a million passing yes. yards. Um, uh, who else? Kirk um, Cousins Good throws Carson. like a million passing yards. But they don't have that one memorable play that cements them as a great yes. quarterback. The, the, the team that had the most passing yards this year was the Buccaneers. They even made the playoffs. And these days, the headlines were like, James Harden is 
as 30, whatever something game with 30 plus points scored. Uh, Westbrook just had 10 consecutive triple doubles. Triple doubles. But, I mean, no one's talking about the reason that OKC won. That's Paul George. because of Paul George. Yeah. Exactly, yeah? He's been hot lately. Like, the NBA <laughs> media loves that gimmick he said. That's fluff. Not, not, not what's actually going on. But you know what? I'll say this to you. When you look at James Harden, I think another reason why James Harden um, is, is looked at as this, this, this great guy that he, he is um, and as a winner is because um, look at how the, the, the Houston Rockets started. I mean, they started from the bottom, now they're here. Literally. You know, you in a situation where um, they had that fight with the Warriors early in the season. You know, Rondo and Chris Paul were going at it. And, you know, Chris Paul got hurt. You know, even in the summertime, they lost uh, Trevor Reza, the free agency. He signed that one-year $15 million deal with the, with the Phoenix Suns. Right. Um, you know, you, you lost Ryan Anderson in that trade. And, uh, and, you know, with all of that, you signed Melo. Melo hadn't played for Didn't work out. They parted ways. Then, you know, he was traded to the Bulls and what have you. And, you know, the rumors about the Lakers. So, you know, the, the Houston Rockets really took a big L while, you know, Denver did well. The Warriors were fighting and getting themselves together. Um, and quietly, I think Portland, with the addition of Inez Cantor, uh, will really surge in the second half of the season. But, you know, as far as the Rockets are concerned, even with Chris Paul being out, I believe that James Harden uh, took that team on his back. And, and I think he, he's producing pretty well, and, and I like it. <clears throat> without that, <laughs> without that, the, 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 the Rock, without him producing like that, The Rockets wouldn't be winning. Susan the ball is live presented by UTS. I'm going to change your rocker. So, Rome on Gubuchepi, UTS, ball is life. Yeah, man. I mean, without without James Harden balling like that, the Rockets wouldn't be winning. I mean, with Paul out, he had to step up. He has to shoot a lot, you know? Yeah, given he does what he does. But again, like on one side of the ball, like Paul George does it on both sides. Both sides. Which is why I still. Would like to see Paul George. Paul George and defense. Yeah, he's playing one of the best basketball players. I like right now. Is the is the best two way player in the NBA for, for me right now. If, if the NBA was based upon <laughs> what should actually happen versus what, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, but Giannis is very good. Yes, yes, yes. The Greek freak that was better than Jordan, who would get that break as Jadakiss would say. Uh, I think when when you look at even last season. Uh, LeBron James was the MVP for his team last season for the Cavaliers with, without Kyrie Irving, with a hurt Isaiah Thomas, and you know, and carrying that team against a young Boston Celtics on his back. But James Harden had a better product, and it was that defense that, defense that was around him that made him look good. Exactly. Um, even, doesn't really even guys like Eric Gordon, even guys like, like uh, P.J. Tucker, it, it, it's a collaborative effort. And so I, I think when you look at that team, overall they look better. And they went toe-to-toe with the Warriors and were within one game of actually beating the Warriors. We might not even have this conversation right now about the Warriors, you know, being champions last season because it would have been a, a, a Houston Rockets-Cleveland Cavaliers matchup, which I think it would have been a, a better opportunity for LeBron and the Cavs to win our last. Okay. Correct. Okay. But I, I think for his team, I think for both of their teams, uh, they were great. I think Harden got more recognition because they were winning all season. Versus the Cavs, I think people are tired of LeBron. I think so. I, I think going into this season, I think it'll be more of a clear-cut favorite based upon the obstacles that the Houston Rockets overcame to get to this point. 
Just, just a question. How about Melo? Will, will play again this year? <laughs> um, I mean, it depends on who you ask about Carmelo Anthony. I, I've spoken to people within that circle and have said, um, you know, he's remaining quiet until the right opportunity comes around. Yeah. Um, Is he staying in shape? Yeah. <laughs> Will he play again? He's been he's he's been living in uh, Manhattan and working out with his trainer, um, and you know, it's been pretty quiet. And I know that uh, the Lakers are popular opinions. Um, I've heard different reports. I've heard, and this was pre seventy sixers trade. I've heard. You know, the Sixers and Elton Brand, the GM, have had interest in uh, Carmelo Anthony. I, I've heard, you know, Portland. And today, you know, Portland signed in as Cantor uh, because he'll get more playing time out there. Um, and obviously the Lakers are a popular option. I was really hearing a lot of Los Angeles Lakers during the time when, you know, LeBron was down with that injury on Christmas Day as a as a, as a, as a um, valiant option uh, at the small four position while LeBron healed. And, you know, there's there's there are some things that the Lakers had to do. Number one, they had to make that trade with the Detroit Pistons uh, in order to clear up a, a roster spot. They also traded Michael Beasley to the Los Angeles Clippers, and you know, so they're they're clearing roster space. But at the same time, the Lakers well, Beasley's gone too. Well, yeah, Beasley Beasley was traded to the Lakers at the NBA trade deadline, and then he was cut by the Clippers. He's uh, cut too. <laughs> yeah, he was cut. So I mean. You saw him going to the Clippers. He'd be able to keep his own apartment. Now he's got to find another job. And, um, it's kind of unfortunate because Beasley played well for the Knicks last season. But you know, he and Luke Walton got into it, and uh, you know that was that was part of the reason why um, he was ultimately traded. The other part was they were able to you know get some draft picks, clear a roster spot where, assumedly, you know Carmelo Anthony would go. But, um, but is Melo like willing to accept the role that he would have to accept going there and being underneath for LeBron like that? I've spoken to a league source who indicated to me uh, that they believe that yeah, LeBron would be able to convince Melo to come off the bench uh, and to, to accept a, a, a role. I don't think it's ever a thing of can Melo come off the bench. I think a lot of people, whenever someone is strong-willed or, in my opinion, a little too hip-hop or too hood, um, they start thinking for them and think that they should do this, they should do that. Just four or five years ago, ago Carmelo Anthony was an NBA All-Star. Yeah. I feel like they're doing Melo the same way that they did uh, Allen Iverson towards the end of his career. It's like you're writing your own narrative or writing his NBA obituary. It's not fair. Hmm. Terrible. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, Scoop. And when we're back, we're going to talk a little bit more. How about, the, how about got, my team, Dallas? We got the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> we got to talk about, you know, and uh, and a lot more right here on Ball is Life on 88.3 Rock or Sound. Steve Bidi, Shady Bidi, Pesadi, Ocho. Ocho de Ocho! Rock much more favorable. But with Rome Malti Chepi, we can spare miles with the loyalty program. Para to apply, log in to your website, click Rome Miles, Inca bon número de Chepi, selectar o loyalty program preferido e inca número de Isaac. Assim é fácil, vou desfrutar de tudo e benefício na Rome Miles de Chepi da oferecida. Para mais informação, visita uts.cv.com.br. Rome on com o Chepi e que é sempre alcançável. 
na amiga ta Kelapa Karnaval. Paturbo asesorio ng pakarnaval na la amiga Bomeser ta. Paturbo equipo ng profesional di audio for the tour tipo di waya, mic, speakers, tena diferente instrumento ng na la amiga Bomeser ta. Patur tipo di luz, pa stage, carroza, y más na la amiga Bomeser ta. All by all, la amiga tapo one-stop shop paturbo gadgets di sonido y luz pakarnaval. Si, la amiga ding herstrat punda y la amiga na Zycrotain Mall te ipasir bibu. Ah, y check nos Facebook y Instagram page para tour updates la amiga Homburuman, você quer comprar um tire last way e acabe com a quebra e não tem garantia acaba a well bomba western tires então e se botem 5 anos de garantia riba botarna você não tem visto não com bom de western tire vai volta corre pouco a pouco para soltar 5 anos de garantia riba botarna Onde eu vou Que hora eu vou Com o mobile app de Kiro Multimedia, você desfruta de melhor programação. Tendo up-to-date com o evento na notícia, vídeo e hobby mais. A la vez, canal Hobby Premium. Download the LMS. Stream 88 Rocker Show. 88 Rocker Show. Back the ball is live. Aqui na 88 Rocker Show. Um presentação de Rome on com o Chepi. Agora vou agora vou bailar fo, eu vou pegar limpe, porque quase vou amarrar para o curaço para o business que que eu vou estar com o pé de mil importante né, porque como nem me falam com isso, porque com a Ana, porque com o check do mail, porque com o amado treino, porque com o recebido treino amada, vou estar com a chepita e para você, Rome algo para chepita, porque essa aí é Miles de American Airlines, agora vou enroll, vou pagar Miles para cada bill que vou pagar, you know what it is, chepita, Rome algo para chepita, they got the hook up and we are back with my main man Scoop. In the building. What up, Scoop? What's going on, Chief? Everything well? Yeah, man. How's New York City? How's the cold? How's that <laughs> weather looking, man? Man, it's, it's cooler than a whale's butt outside. <laughs> <laughs> a whale's butt <laughs> would be cold, Andy. And you told me you are packing, right? You are going to the All-Star Weekend? I am, man. I'll be out there tomorrow and uh, making some moves, making some things happen. I have a couple sit-down interviews. Getting all my my affairs in order. That's it. Who who do you look forward to talking to when you go down? Honestly, um, you're gonna be in Jordan's house. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually will see him Friday night. But I have a sit down with um, Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, uh, oh. And um, <laughs> I really want to talk to Bill Russell about one thing. Y'all might learn. I want to wonder why he likes to stick up his middle finger so much. <laughs> he just turned 85 the other day, right? I think yesterday. Yesterday? 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 Yeah, yesterday. Yes, he did. He turned 85 the other day. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, to sit down and talk to him. Obviously, he has more championship rings than he has fingers. Correct. You know, it, it, it's you know truly an honor when, you know, you're able to talk to people in the present, uh, people from my childhood, uh, people from my past, people that... You know, I'm, I've reconnected with the people that I have my own relationships with. And, uh, you know, the All-Star Weekend is really and truly like a big basketball family reunion. I know, man. It looks very, it's going to be a star-studded event, and you're going to be right in there. Yes, sir. Super swag. So, one, so being with all your All-Star topic, uh, I want to just ask one guy that's tearing up the NBA this year. It's going to be his first time in the All-Star. Does. Uh, yeah, in the All-Star uh, Skills Challenge. Luka Doncic. What do you think of him? Is it just like this year is going to be great and then it's going to be just normal, or is it going to be the next big deal in the it's NBA? Just insanity, like insanity, or what? Like, is it real deal? 
I don't think you can judge a player based off of half of the season. Okay. However, he's not he's not a typical player in the in the aspect of he's played overseas or has been a professional for many years. Many guys who yeah, Real Madrid. What you say? He was in Real Madrid. Yes, he played for Real Madrid, and you know it's interesting. Jason Terry. Uh, who won a championship with the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. Right. Uh, wasn't that high on uh, Luka uh, early on. And, you know, a lot of times you don't have a lot of tape to judge someone based off of, but he fits today's NBA mold. 6'7", six, 6'8", six, play point guard for mm-hmm. Real Madrid, um, and is, is, you know, shifted down to an NBA Great team. Handles. But, I, but, but I, what I think is significant about Luka Doncic in particular is that um, in today's NBA game, as a rookie, he is basically given the baton from Dirk Nowitzki, who's in his last season, and he has playing time, versus someone like Trey Young or, or even somebody like Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they're in a minutes restriction or they're, they're kind of being guided in, in, into a certain role. And I think that with Luka, one of the one of the plays that actually impressed me about Luka was when he hit that off-balance three-point shot with point six seconds left on December 23rd against the Portland Trailblazers. I was like, man, this guy is official. He did lose the game, uh, but aside from that, I mean, he's exciting to listen to. I reached out to, uh, you guys know this guy, my uh, uh, Uncle Luke, the Miami mm-hmm. rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said to him, I asked him, I said, yo, if Luke is that good, can um, can he borrow your nickname, Uncle Luke? <laughs> For sure. And, uh, he would deserve to, to, to rock that name. No, I bet. Yeah. Luca still doesn't have a nickname. I think Uncle Luke would fit him, but you know, you know how you know how that goes. People yeah. are slow to the punch, but Uncle Luke would fit him very well. He looks like an Uncle Luke. <laughs> but now, do you think the trade that they did for Kristaps? You think next year they're going to be like the old Dirk and Nash, like all of me just saying is going to be? No, I think they're going to be like Luca and 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 um, Kristaps. And Kristaps, I think that that that. That situation is different. You can't really compare. Did you say Dirk and Steve Nash? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. Like they're going to be the next Dirk and Nash. Well, even even Mark Cuban came out and say one of the things he regrets the most is breaking that duo up. I think that the situation with 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 uh, Dallas is a perfect storm. Uh, I think Dennis Smith uh, leaving and going to the Knicks was a perfect storm. That was actually I, something I broke on January fifteenth. The trade happened on January twenty eighth. The Mavericks and the Knicks were were, were uh, proactive in talking, and the talks kind of died yeah, down for a bit. Uh, you know, Carlisle and, and, and Luke, or excuse me, and Smith weren't getting along. But I'll add that one of the things that I think is slept on in that particular move is uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. being shipped out to the Dallas Mavericks. I thought was a sleeper because yeah. uh, any Dallas Mavericks team is predicated upon solid shooting. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at times uh, guided that Knicks ball club at the point guard position as a swingman. Correct. And the thing about Tim Hardaway Jr. is that he can drive to the basket. He can create his own shot. And I think in a Dallas system where uh, J.J. Barea, who was their primary ball handler, um, is out for nine to ten oh, months, yeah. uh, you see Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of slide in in a, in a ball handling role while also a slasher. Um, I, I like that move for the Dallas Mavericks. I also do like Courtney Lee. Um, the Dallas Mavericks, I think, will kick it up in the next half of the season. They're in 11th place currently in the NBA's Western Conference. Playoffs were described today. They would be on the, they would be on the outside looking in, but I do think that they can uh, at least emerge into an AC. Um, and I, I look at the Los Angeles Clippers in the second half of the season. I think they'll, they'll be able to do something too. So watch out for those two teams. But uh, I definitely think that that trade this at the trade deadline can set at the table for next season, uh, where Dallas will be a, a competitor. That's what we're hoping for. 
That's what I'm hoping for. At least. The West is very crowded now. Quite. It's like your it's like your family reunion backyard, and you ain't got no grass. It's too crowded. Yeah, it's a cookout. You don't have anywhere to sit. <laughs> but it seems to amaze me, though. You know, like how hot the East was just a few years ago, and now. But even like with, we have Giannis in the East. You have um the Sixers. You know, you have Leonard, Kawhi, also in Toronto. Yeah, and Toronto, but they're not really talking about them, Scoop. Like Toronto, the other day they skipped Toronto in this conversation. I was watching on, on ESPN, mm -hmm. you know, and in, in talking about the best teams, they didn't even talk about Toronto. They talked about Milwaukee. Milwaukee. They keep trying to push the Celtics. The Celtics. <laughs> Sixers too. Yeah, you know, and the Sixers too. And I'm like, <laughs> Toronto is balling out here. They just made some some good moves on on trades. Also, they yeah, got they the, got Mar Gasol. Mar Gasol. They got Gasol. You know, which is a it's a pretty good move. I mean. They're, they're a very solid team. I think one of their best players this year was uh, Siakam. He's like yeah, one of the they're, they're really trying to push for the finals, you know? Well, I think that the Toronto Raptors arguably uh, have the chance to be the first U.S. team to, uh, to either be representing the East or the Western Conference in the NBA Finals or have the chance to be the first non-American team to be uh, an NBA World Champion. Obviously, you add Kawhi Leonard to that squad as well as Danny Green in the trade with the San Antonio yeah. Spurs and You know, I think one thing that gets swept under the table is how good head coach McNurse actually is. I know. Uh, and, then, you know, he was under Dwayne Casey's system, was was really the architect of Dwayne Casey's offense that is still being used uh, in Toronto today. And I'll add this. Uh, when you look at um, the addition of Marc Gasol, uh, my roommate is, is another roommate. He's a football guy, and I can say this, but I think adding Marc Gasol to the Toronto Raptors is, is as good for the Toronto Raptors as it was for the Denver Broncos. Uh, to add Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. quarterback for the, for, the, for the Denver Broncos. And um, I, I think that that's going to pay dividends, particularly in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So has experience, um, you know, playing playing in the deep in the playoffs with Memphis. When the game's slow, though. Conference. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yes. He's going to get you those rebounds. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Gonna, you know, those, 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 those hard rebounds. I like rebounds. that trade. I like that trade. And, I, and I'll say this to you. When you add Marcus Gasol at, at, at a pure center position, Uh, for Toronto Raptors, the one thing that is legitimately scary about that team is that now you're forcing Serge Ibaka to actually shift to a, a, a flex four position, which is what he played in OKC. I kind of yeah. feel like yeah. he played stiff in Toronto, particularly when you have Jonas Valanciunas on the other block, and he's kind of like a, a uh, like a Pau Gasol. He's a he's a shifty center that can that plays a Euro style of basketball, which fits Memphis more, in my opinion. Now you have Valanciunas out of that system. And now you add, you know, you add Sergi Baca on the defensive end who play well. I feel like if, if, if Sergi Baca plays at least half as good as he did during his time with the, with the uh, OKC okay, Thunder, uh, defensively shooting from beyond the arc uh, and, 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 you know, kicking out of the double team to an open big man. I mean, you're kicking out of the double team, you're passing it to Kawhi Leonard on one end, you're passing it to Kyle Lowry on the other end, you're passing it to Danny Green on the other end. You've got shooting, rebounding, block shots. And a legitimate enforcer and Marcus Hall on the other block. I mean, that that's that's scary. So you have the kind of like the perfect, the perfect formula. Yeah. The Detroit and the Golden State Warriors. It's exactly. Except I think that the, the, hmm. the Toronto Raptors are more potent at the power forward and center position than the Golden State Warriors, and I think they'll get them around for their money if they meet in the NBA Finals. Yeah, because honestly, the way that Boston Celtics, in my opinion, are self are self imploding right now. 
Yeah. Everyone thought in the beginning, yeah, they're going to give the Golden State Warriors run for money because there's some more LeBron, LeBron in the East, blah, blah, blah. But mm. now, when it's coming down to all star breaks coming up, Boston Celtics are hot and cold. You got Kyrie calling yes. LeBron like, yo. <laughs> What's up? What's good in LA? You know, yeah. And, <laughs> Can I come back? <laughs> yeah. And so, I like the Celtics. I like Kyrie, but I, feel, I still think that the Celtics, if they stay intact beyond this year, or maybe two or three years off, sometimes when it's your year or it's your time, it's your time. When you look at the Boston Celtics right now, they have an identity crisis, and it really started that opening day last season when Gordon Hayward was out. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be number two with Kyrie being number one. And so what happened was Jason Tatum, yeah, just, like right. Luka Don- just like Luka Doncic got playing time in Dallas, Jason Tatum got the same amount of playing time. And and Jason Tatum was a st- proved to be a star yeah. last year. He's good. But I think this year it's a little bit clogged. You know, you, you mm-hmm. not only do you have that, you're dealing with young guys that you're expecting to play like champions. Ch- ch- being a championship, being a champion is a mindset. It's not just based upon because they shine the light on you. You actually have to like believe your champion, walk like a champion, and ball it. Yeah, but yeah, walk like you're supposed to be there. Yeah, and I think you know, like I'll give you an example, like Tayshawn Prince. He won a championship in his rookie year with the Detroit Pistons when the mm-hmm. Pistons beat the Lakers. But I feel like Tayshaun Prince didn't get his just due as a defensive stopper. Mm-hmm. Saying that Kobe Bryant was off his game. No, Tayshaun Prince locked his you-know-what down and, and was competitive <laughs> down the way. But the Lakers also had some issues. They had some personal issues with Kobe Bryant. who was Correctly, yes. Denver back and forth. And then you had issues with Carmelo on that team. You had Gary Payton, who didn't seem to always play well within Phil Jackson's triangle offense. You had Shaq, who really didn't want to be there. So you had other distractions, and you had a Pistons team who, you know, went out Longer. for She Wallace at the trade deadline. They had a defensive stopper. Big Ben, ben Wallace. You, you had Chauncey. <laughs> you had Chauncey. When it was your time, it was your time. But I think people Rich. give Tayshawn Prince his credit that he could do. Mm. But it was a mindset because you were down with a bunch of other guys on that team who who had been, you know, at the top and who had been at the bottom. And you know, if you're playing under Larry Brown. In that Pistons system, you know, you're going to have to play defense. You're going to have to put up quality jumpers, and if you don't, he's going to sit you. So, you know, I, I think when you look at that situation comparatively with Boston, you're not in a, in a, in a, in a must-win-down system. They just look good on the menu, but you have a team that, that that's more of a top-shelf liquor in, in, in Toronto in the way that they play. You have a team that, you know, upgraded the trade deadline with the Philadelphia 76ers. Your starting lineup legitimately has four uh, borderline, if not at the top, um, all-stars in you know, Jimmy Butler, uh, Tristan Thompson. I'm sorry, not Tristan Thompson, I'm sorry. Um, Tobias Harris. Harris. Uh, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And, you know, they get it. So, defensively, Philly's a little shaky, but at the same time, you know, they just got together. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right now, um, Irving's out. Boston's playing really good. Again. They're playing what? They're playing really good again. With, with Irving out. Yeah, and so then that begs the question... <laughs> <laughs> with Kyrie or without Kyrie. Yeah. You know, it, and then, you know, Marcus Smart has been the most consistent guy on that team, in my opinion. Um, Terry Rozier, you know, guided that Celtics team in the playoffs last season in the absence mm. of Kyrie Irving. Um, and I think for Kyrie Irving, it's a combination of realizing who the hell he is um, and also. I think sometimes when you're that good, <laughs> who the hell he is? sometimes <laughs> your, your teammates don't always click with you. Correct. But why do you say who the hell he is? <laughs> no, because he's like hot and cold, back and forth, back and forth. I want to be the man. I want to be go back thing with LeBron. I want to be this. I want to be that. Dude, you chose to go away. I mean, come on now. What you, you going to be? Put your, big boy, put your big boy pants on and play your game. 
So your question is, what do I mean when I say realizing who the hell he is? <laughs> I think Kyrie Irving is in a similar situation like Rajon Rondo when Rajon Rondo won that championship in 2008 with the Boston Celtics and was surrounded by Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. After those guys left and retired and were in or were traded, Rajon Rondo still had that fiery attitude uh, when he went to Dallas, which is why he didn't click with Rick Carlisle, when he went to Sacramento, when he went to the Bulls, and then he ultimately found his way to L.A. I With LeBron, I, wow. Why do you say wow? Because he was mad at, 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 at your boy for going to Miami, remember? Yeah, for, yeah. For, uh, Ray Allen. For, uh, Ray yeah. Allen. <laughs> remember, he was talking to Ray Allen no more. Yeah, and, and I, now he ended up with LeBron. With LeBron. You know? Yeah, and, but I I think that um, with with Rondo, he won a championship early in his career. He never got comfortable, but that attitude that he had was eccentric to other people when all he wanted to do was play basketball and win. And I look at Kyrie Irving the same way. He won that championship with the Cavs in 2016, and then now I think his competitive nature and his competitive juices have been flowing, and it doesn't necessarily click with those guys. I mean, even when Kyrie Irving had spoke about how um, he and LeBron uh, had that phone call, that conversation on the phone uh, a couple months ago or a month ago, uh, I think people said that for whatever they wanted their narrative to be. But um, I think in that moment, Kyrie realized that when you learn a winning culture somewhere else and when you take that winning culture on the road, everybody's not going to comply or even understand. And mm -hmm. that's what happened with LeBron when he left Cleveland the first time went to Miami. He was under Pat Riley. He played with 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 Wade, you know, he saw what it took to win a championship when the when when, when the Heat did it in 2006 when Wade scored 36 points. It was the NBA Finals MVP in 2006. Ironically, they the, the Miami Heat played the Dallas Mavericks tonight at American Airlines uh, Arena. It'll be Wade's last time playing. His list is questionable tonight. But when you look at um, LeBron coming back to Cleveland, they clash. I can tell you just from people that I know. Uh, who would have shared with me that that situation in, in that Cavs locker room in 2014 was more complex than anybody would ever imagine. They were fighting from the door. And they ended up winning a championship in 2016. It takes a lot. It takes preparation. It takes a lot. Nutrition and a lot of bit of luck, too. And going to Boston, I think Kyrie Irving is playing like he did in high school. You know, he went to St. Patrick's High School in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And, you know, the way he was playing, people were comparing him to Chris Paul in high school. And then, you know, he became kind of a scoring guard in Cleveland, and, and, and he didn't have the ball in his hand. He and LeBron both liked the ball in his hand. And so in Boston, now he's got a championship. Now he has seniority. He did throw his teammates under the bus, but at the same time, I think they responded. Mm. Susanna Ball is live. I can watch you in the UTS. Rome on Kubo Chepi, UTS. I know, Scoop. So let's say if you have to pick right now for the champ, for this season's champion, who are you going to pick? I don't like to pick champions because I'm wrong. You <laughs> like to tell me why I'm wrong. You can't have an opinion about anything. This is what I will tell you. I think if the NBA season were to end and you know the playoffs were to start and it'd be two two teams on the East and the West, the two teams that I think have been the most impressive or the most consistent against the lives has been on the Western Conference side. On the Golden State Warriors, uh, you'd have a KD and and and, and Draymond Green who had their issues, and you know you add DeMarcus Cousins who's the X factor in the playoffs, in my opinion. Curry's been out, and then you look at the West, excuse me, the Eastern Conference side, the Toronto Raptors. I think as much as um, I like Milwaukee as a smaller market team uh, who has the, the prowess and the, the coming of age of Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, I do like the Toronto Raptors. I like everything about it because of uh, it's a it's a redemption story. Kawhi Leonard coming in, the 
Danny Green coming in, Nick Nurse doing his thing, and you know you had Marcus All. I like those two teams in the NBA Finals. They're hungry. I do think that they match off well? I watched them play earlier in the season in November without uh, without their key guys, and they just were competitive even without their key guys. I like Kyle Lowry. Uh, I, I like that you know uh, Demar Derozan found greener pastures in San Antonio. He can have his own team, but uh, I do like the Raptors and the Golden State Warriors in the 2019 NBA Finals currently. That would be a great matchup. Yeah. Right. So we're going to shift it real quick. So I just said if the NBC is in it right now, that means we also have the draft coming up. What do you think about the Zion sweepstakes? Who do you think is going to land him? Who do you think has the best shot at landing him? I mean, or where would he fit better? Or the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Atlanta, yes. I was impressed with Zion Williamson and, and Duke's come from behind win last night. Right, the 23 uh, point, yeah. Yeah, I was impressed with that, but I'll, I'll tell you this. I like Zion Williamson, but I like R.J. Barrett better in the long run. Mm. Um, I, and I think that, you know, people think just because the Knicks have the worst record in the NBA, I mean, they, they have a worse record than the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's crazy. Just because they have the worst record doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get the top pick. So um, I can see the big. Oh, it's still a lottery. Yeah, the lottery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I like Zion. Uh, I wish him well. I think people are. You know, earlier in the season, it was, you know, Zion going to come to the Cavs because people were trying to reincarnate what Zion can do uh, as what LeBron James can do. But I look at Zion as more of a, a cross between um, Blake Griffin um, and uh, who's the guy on the, on, the, uh, on, the, on the Pelicans that used to play for the Lakers, uh, power forward. Uh, wow. He went to Kentucky. Can't think of his name in a second. It's been a long day. Uh, but <laughs> okay. I, I think that in at the end of the day, um, I think I think that Zion Williamson is going to be good, but I, I like R.J. Barrett. Uh, and Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Yes, Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a cross between Randle and, and uh, Blake Griffin. I mean, that's a compliment. You look at what Blake Griffin's been able to do this season. I mean, Blake Griffin has been running things in Detroit uh, against all odds. And, you know, he wants out, too. He wants out of Detroit also, right? I reported that um, about a few weeks ago. Um, that, you know, the Pistons, or rather, privately, Blake Griffin does one out. But, um, you know, he's an all-star, and uh, right now he's putting up solid numbers. And what I like about Blake Griffin is legitimately Blake Griffin has revamped his game. A guy who came into the league who was a high flyer, was jumping over Kia cars. I mean, has, has developed yeah. his jumper, a legitimate jumper. He's yeah. on the double team, kick from kick it out to the to, to his open man on the three-point line in the post, and, you know, from the three-point line, and, you know, has really become a silent leader for that team. He plays the right way as a veteran. But, yeah, I, I think that when you look at Zion Williamson, you know, that, you know, as much as he's a high flyer and he's exciting to watch and he's a draw, you know, he studies the guys like uh, Julius Randle and, and, and Blake Griffin. And he's emotional as well, right? Like, you can see it last night after he came back in the in the second half. Like, every point, every dunk he made, well, he was just, like, lit. Like, you know, live like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, he was like, he's, he really lives in the moment. He's very, very Wild. emotional, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm with it. Yeah, right? I mean, come on. You did something that's spectacular. You came back from 23 points. You came back from 23 points down. Like, it, yeah, it took um, to Coach K in the locker room yeah. saying, I don't coach losers, but <laughs> it worked. You know, <laughs> exactly. motivation you start dunking on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Coach K is great at motivating his players. I mean, when you, when you coach guys like Grant Hill, Bobby Carley, uh, Kyrie Irving, Christian Layton and, and, and Elton Brand, you know, they say that guys run the NBA. You look at the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, he went to Duke Law School, if I'm not mistaken. Elton Brand went to Duke. Corey Eddie's been to 
Duke doesn't produce chunks and win championships. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, if that's the motivation that Coach K needed, gosh, golly darn it, good, good for him. Yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Work. Got the guys going. Oh, yeah. So. Like you said, I wish Zion all the best. Sure. The Knicks could use a guy like that, though, like to revamp, you know, the basketball in New York. The entire franchise. Together yes. with Durant and whoever else comes. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie. Say that again. I said, I said the Knicks could 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 have Zion and then have uh, with Durant and everybody else that's coming to join them in this off season. You know. I mean, popular popular opinion would would say that, but I, I think I, I can tell you that um, you know you have to take Kyrie Irving at his word. You know, he said that if you know Boston will have me. Um, I, I'll come back. I think that, you know, the comments that he made recently about um, more so, uh, I don't owe anybody anything, and I'm giving the editor mm -hmm. yeah. on radio. If they pay. Um, I don't owe anything. We'll see on July 1st. Um, I know that he was haggled at, the, at that, at that uh, media scrum when he was asked that question, but um, I think as much as people think the Knicks are an option, um, one, uh, Kyrie Irving's ties to the Boston area are deeper than just... Um, a player in the Celtics. Him, him playing. You know, yeah. his father was played at Boston University. I can tell you that Kyrie Irving mentors a kid at Harvard University named Bryce Aiken, uh, who, you know, he's known Bryce since um, he was in, like, eighth or ninth grade. He transferred to the Patrick School where Kyrie went. And, you know, his father, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving's father, actually had a tryout with the Boston Celtics. He ultimately went overseas and was playing in Australia. That's where Kyrie was born. But, you know, when you look at it from the Boston side, that's one thing. You look at it from the, you know, the local area. That's where that commercial is from, right? That that Nike commercial. Exactly. They did they did did the commercial at the TD Bank North Garden where uh, the Boston Celtics played the game. You know, you look at the local area. Kyrie Irving is a native of West Orange, New Jersey. Stones thrown from the New York City skyline. His father's from the South Bronx. His godfather is uh, Rod Strickland, uh, who was drafted by the Knicks. Um, and then at the same time, um, you look at um, just what he brings to the table. He was a Nets fan growing up. He liked Jason Kidd. And um, I can tell you that he used to go to games, watch, you know, the days of when the Nets went to 2002-2003 NBA Finals, watching Kid Martin Jefferson, and, and they were coached by uh, Byron, Scott. Byron Scott. Byron Scott, when he coached the Nets, lived in Livingston, New Jersey, which neighbors West Nars, New Jersey. He actually coached Kyrie Cleveland, and um, there's a relationship there. I know Kyrie likes the Nets. We've talked about it. I'm going on record. You can check out an article I wrote over the weekend at Basketball Society Online. He told me it was a pleasure to play, uh, to watch Jason Kidd play. And, um, you know, so I look at it from that perspective. I also think, um, I think that, that you have to take Kyrie Irving at his word. He said he likes Boston. He, you know, I'll stay with you if, if you have me. But I do think that the Nets, if, if he were to choose the New York option, uh, is a better option because the Nets are playing well this season. Yeah, it's a better option than the mess in New York, right? And the Knicks, right? Yeah, I think that, you know, D'Angelo Russell. All-Star this year, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, all those guys on that team, you know, they're definitely a more player-friendly team. They have Spencer Dinwiddie as well, who's been playing well. And it's not a guarantee that D'Angelo Russell will come back past this season. This summer, they'll have two free agency roster spots. I've been told that, you know, the Nets are looking at Kawhi Leonard, who has a relationship with Sean Marks, their general manager, and has other, you know, relationships with people on that team. So I think at the end of the day, I like the Nets better than the Knicks with Kyrie Irving, but you still have to take him at his word with the Celtics. But do you, do you think there's anything, like you said, you mentioned um, Kawhi Leonard, but do you think there's anything Toronto can do to keep him? To keep Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. They got to win. They got to win a championship or at least get pretty damn close. And I think at the end of the day, 
Um, I think Kawhi Leonard, his options, uh, based off of just my research, reporting, and things, people I've spoken to, I think uh, Toronto would be his first pick, uh, Brooklyn would be second, and, and the Los Angeles Clippers would be a third pick. I know that the Clippers are, like, obsessed with Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, they even hired, or rather fired, uh, Bruce Bowen for making negative comments about Kawhi Leonard, who was doing wow. TV at the time on his <laughs> network. And wow. uh, at the end of the day, I think you, you, you have to respect that. But I think the Raptors are, are kind of in a similar situation, like um, like like um, the, the 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 Thunder were last season, where they had to you know guarantee they were going to get Paul George. They did. All right. So it's basically like the move for Gasol kind of like shows Leonard like, look, we're move, we're making our moves. We're doing what we're doing from we our need side. To win. Yeah, in the office. We want so to win. The rest is up to you guys now. I agree. And I'll add this. I, I, I didn't talk about this much. I, I want to throw this in there. I really like the Milwaukee Bucks. I like the fact that they added Miritich and they got rid of Don Maker. Um, I really like Miritich on that team. I think Miritich has playoff experience on the Chicago Bulls days. Um, and I think you cannot sleep on the Milwaukee Bucks. This is not a cosign because I've spoken so much about Toronto that they're just going to be there. Milwaukee really is a problem. For real. I think they're a problem, too. I saw them playing Atlanta, and they're very dominant. And Giannis can drive <laughs> from the three-point line. <laughs> he can handle unstoppable. it. Unstoppable. Yeah, it's just, pretty he unstoppable. unstoppable, yes. Or is a random question for you. Do you think Bradley Beal would fit in Milwaukee together with Giannis? Like, be a great one-two, one-two punch? He has to get to Milwaukee first. Yeah, 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 I know. But like, we're cutting through the red tape right now. Let's say if it was possible, and he was going, would he, he would make a good fit, like a good partner for him, right? I think Bradley Bill. Um, I feel he's I, very underrated. Sorry. Well, I, I I agree with you, and I'll say this: I think Bradley Bill, like Brandon Ingram, plays well when certain players on that team aren't on the in the lineup. Brandon Ingram plays better without LeBron in the lineup, and, and Bradley Brandon Ingram plays well without. Uh, LeBron in the lineup and Bradley Bill plays without um, John Wall. Without, uh, John Wall <laughs> lineup, and I think that um, you know to add a guy like Giannis out of the combo. I mean, anybody in that starting five could bring up the ball, uh, or at least from point uh, positions one to three. Um, I think Bradley Bill is, is was very underrated, and it was apparent uh, when John Wall was out last season and um, out again now. That's a home. big contract if you want to take him on. Yeah, and, you know, you got to cut it Rich Paul because he got John Wall paid, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. <laughs> and he's out um, for a year now again because he's slipping at home or something. He's slipping at home, yes. Yeah, there's Achilles. Same as yeah, correct. Kobe, like, Kobe had. Yeah. That, that, that hurt DeMarcus Cousins. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Bradley Bill does. Um, I know that there has been some internal discussions with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the Lakers were trying to get uh, Nikola Vucevic and Bradley Beal uh, in a three-team trade. That kind of uh, did not happen. It was, you know, Orlando Magic, uh, the Pelicans, and the Lakers were involved and would have sent John Wall to the Orlando Magic. And, you know, Bradley, there were just a myriad of different situations that could have took place to get Anthony Davis and or Bradley Beal or Nikola Vucevic. It was tiring last week, last week to get, you know, all that information out. But Bradley Bill is a valuable guy. You know, anybody who gets him, if the Wizards don't retain him, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a monster. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah, I like that. Like a real baller, a real, a real teams guy, you know, like a real naughty locker room cancer, as they say. Who are you talking about? No, I mean, if you get Beal, you get like a, 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 a perfect specimen, like a guy that's cool, a guy that comes to work, does his job, go home, and brings, you know, like, um, how do you say, like, harmony in a team, you know? He's, he's, okay. he's, he's not like, he's, he doesn't have like a shitty attitude. 
yeah, and I and I think what's interesting is, you know, I had Rob Strickland uh, on the Scoopy Radio podcast over the summer. You can subscribe to Scoopy Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, or ScoopyRadio.com. Uh, Rob Strickland talked about when he uh, was uh, an assistant coach after John Calipari at the University of Kentucky. Uh, he talked about how um, basically um, Bradley Bill was, was an okay basketball player but in college, but then he took his game to the next level in the NBA and how much you know he loved the game. Sometimes he would play basketball, sometimes he just go to the most. He wasn't a big name coming out of college, as was you know John Wall or DeMarcus Cousins, but he kept working. And at the end of the yeah, day, he did. You know, that, that, that really helps him with his shooting. What keeps him in the league is what you can do better than anybody else. Uh, former NBA player uh, Brevin Knight, he called me early night. I've known Brevin since I was a kid. He coached me when I was younger. And I said to Brev, I said, man, you're a 5'10 point guard. I said, but what kept you in the league was the fact that you were short, but you could play defense. If Bradley Bill keeps shooting the way he's shooting, even mm. when you know, he gets older and he can't drive to the basket anymore, that shooting is what's going to keep him in the league. Can't keep him dangerous, yeah. Yeah. And he's non-threatening. He doesn't argue, you know, he's, he's compliant. And... Correct, he's a, he's a cool cat. Yep. Yep. Uh, do you know Bradley Bill personally as well? Say that again? Do you know Bradley Bill personally as well? Um, I don't know him personally. We've spoken. Uh, I ran into Brad uh, last year in L.A. Uh, at the um, Player Hotel where everybody was staying. And, you know, like when you hang out <clears throat> during All-Star Weekend, it's like a, a hotel that's like the, the cool spot that everybody's hanging out. It's like you see everybody, their mama's mama. Like I saw <laughs> those fat twins, those, those fat twins that were in the um, Nutty Professor movie. We were sitting in the hallway talking. You saw retired player Adama Foyle. You saw... You know, Spencer Dinwiddie, you saw Horace Grant, and Bradley was walking out. And I said, man, I just want to tell you, you really kicked it in high gear in the first half of the season. I said, yo, keep doing your thing. He said, man, I really, really appreciate that. And I kept it like that. I like this game. I respect him, and, uh, you know, I wish good things for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Cool, man. So, Scoop, man, looks like you got a crazy rest of the week coming. That's yeah. going to be very exciting. We're going to be following you on your uh, Instagram. Yes, sir. And watching Instagram them stories and see follow. what's going to be popping, you know? Yes, sir. Scoop underscore B on Instagram. Scoop B on Twitter. All right. Scoop has the stories. I mean, they when Scoop tweets something, the ESPN guys are paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'll be roll, Scoop. I like that. Hey, thank you so much for giving us your time tonight and talking to us and breaking down this NBA season halfway through. You know, and uh, have fun at the All-Star Weekend, man. I will, man. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Enjoy it. Right. Thank you. Enjoy. I good brothers. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Easy. Thank Scooby you. Radio. It's a point. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 